left verses 13 and 14. John chapter 15 again. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. Amen. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, friends. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction, barrier, might keep us from hearing from you, your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible is full of great concepts, ideas, and themes. Anyone and everyone who has spent time in the Bible can attest to the great concepts, ideas, and themes that we are exposed to as persons who engage the Word of God. If you have engaged the Word of God at some time in life, then you have been introduced to and exposed to the great concepts, ideas, and themes of the Bible. Whether it's assurance or blessing or confession and discipleship, the Bible is full of great concepts, ideas, and themes whether it's evangelism, forgiveness, or grace and holiness. The Bible is full of great concepts, ideas, and themes. Whether it's justice, kindness, mercy, or providence. The Bible is full of great concepts, ideas, and themes whether it's salvation, sanctification, righteousness, or victory. The Bible is full of great ideas, concepts, and themes. Anyone and everyone who has engaged Scripture at some level has been introduced to and exposed to the great ideas, concepts, and themes Found in the Holy Bible. According to this particular New Testament text, Jesus introduces and reintroduces the great idea and concept and theme of friendship to his followers and disciples. For those of us who have engaged Scripture at some point in life, we know this is not the first time we encounter the great concept, idea, or theme of friendship. Friendship is not a new idea, concept, or theme 
to our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus knew something about friendship. As a child who grew up in a Hebrew school, Jesus knew something about friendship. Jesus knew about David and Jonathan. Jesus knew about Ruth and Naomi. Jesus knew about Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. Jesus knew about friendship. Not only did Jesus know about friendship theoretically, but Jesus knew about friendship as a practitioner of the concept of friendship. Jesus had an extraordinary friendship with Peter, James, and John. Jesus had an extraordinary friendship with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Jesus knew about friendship. And now Jesus, as he prepares for the cross of Calvary, is reintroducing and emphasizing and lifting the theme of friendship to his disciples and followers. As Jesus lifts the theme of friendship, Jesus is not lifting the theme of friendship in an abstract or vague way, but Jesus rather is promoting his followers from servants to friends. Previously, Jesus has talked about his followers as servants. But now, as Jesus prepares for the cross, Jesus says, I don't want you just to be my servants. I don't want you just to be servants one to another, but rather, I want you to be friends to one another, and I want you to relate to me as you would relate to a friend. According to our Savior and Lord, we are not servants, but we are servants and friends. And as we come on this day lifting up the drama of discipleship, I preach this message to encourage us to reacquaint ourselves with the concept of what it means to be a friend to God, but more significantly, friends one to another. While there were not too many chocolate people on the show on NBC a few years ago, those of us who are gathered here on this Sunday morning need to reintroduce and grab hold of the concept of being friends one to another. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are called to be friends. Can I preach this? And while we are called to be friends, Watch Chapel, friendship is more than just being allies. Friendship is more than just passing your business card to somebody and expecting them to reciprocate what you've done for them. Friendship is more than just an association with somebody because you live in the same neighborhood or go to the same church. Friendship is more than just being a professional colleague where we hang out with one another every year at the annual event. Friendship is more than just being a wingman or a wingwoman or co-conspirators or partners in crime. Friendship is more than just being frenemies who I trust when I see you in public, but you dog me out when I ain't around you or dog me out behind my back. 
friendship is more than just being foes or being friendly or being somebody I know or associate with. Friendship, rather, is a deep spiritual bond that we have with Almighty God and have one with another. And as Christians who've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, Redeemer, and Lord, we are called, watch chapel, to be friends. Regardless of where you're from, if you're saved, I'm called to be your friend. Regardless of where you grew up, what you have, what you don't have, we are called to be friends. Despite how we are different, where we live, how we were raised, what we look like, the complexion of our skin, we are called to be friends one to another. Everybody who's been saved by the blood of Jesus is called to be a friend to other folk who are saved by the same blood. Can I preach this? And watch that, boy, if we are friends... We have to digest and comprehend what it means to be friends. If we are friends, we don't agitate or antagonize. If we're friends, we don't backbite or belittle. If we're friends, we don't compete, covet, or compare. If we're friends, we don't diss, demean, or demonize. If we're friends, ain't nobody saying amen. If we're friends, we don't forget, forsake, fear, or find fault. If we're friends, we don't hate, hurt, harass, or hinder. If we're friends, we don't sabotage, stifle, or stymie. If we're friends, we don't clip wings, ruin reputations, or speak death. But we are friends one to another. More than just knowing somebody, more than just smiling at somebody, more than just having a acquaintance with somebody, but friendship, I wish I could preach it, is a deep spiritual bond that we have one with another. Dr. Joyner, you know what I'm talking about. We have a saying, friendship is essential to the soul. Some of us know what that means, and what it means to be a friend is not casual, is not cursory, is not superficial, but a deep bond one with another. Person to your right or to your left is your friend. Person in front of you whose head you're looking at right now is your friend. Person who you spoke to when you came in the sanctuary this morning is your friend. And there's some things friends do. Go on, preach, Pete Dunn. That associates don't do. There's some things that friends do. Come on, talk to me. That just casual people you know don't do. Can I preach this? If I'm going to be your friend, if we are friends one to another, let me just set the plate. Friendship requires that I pay the price. Friendship, if you've ever been a friend to somebody or somebody has been a friend to you, is costly and inconvenient. Preach now. 
Friendship just doesn't happen on our terms. But if you are a friend to somebody and somebody is a friend to you, you never know what that person is going to need when you're going to need that person or when that person is going to need you. Friendship requires that you pay the price and friendship, watch chapel, is inconvenient. Life doesn't happen just between nine and five. Life just doesn't happen when the sun is out. Life just doesn't happen in the springtime or the summertime. Life happens 24-7, 365. And if somebody is your friend or you are their friend, you got to pay the price when friendship requires that you stretch, that you go, that you get up early, that you open your hand, that you go the second mile. Friendship is inconvenient. We want to reap the rewards of friendship. But we don't want to pay the price of friendship. A few weeks ago, people were asking me and some of y'all, hey, Pastor, you, anybody you know playing the lottery? I, I don't know. But people trying to figure out, amen, who won? Because inevitably, amen, all of us in here and those of us online, amen, if we know who won, <laughs> whether they are close friend or not, if it's somebody in our orbit, somebody in our circle, we're going to become friends. Y'all ain't talking to me. We're going to become friends because, amen, can I preach this? Can, do I have some real folk who are willing to say amen? amen? You can help me out on this. Amen. I got this. Baby need to do pair of shoes. Working out. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Because if somebody we know hit, we're going to reap the reward. Can I preach this? We reap the reward when folk hit, but have we paid the price along the journey? Friendship, paying a price, it's inconvenient, but it's not just inconvenient. This does not require that we pay the price. If we are real friends one with another, I'm going into deep water right now, Watch Chapel. We will be tactful truth tellers. Ah, oh, pastor. Let me, let me run it by you again. Tactful truth tellers. If you're my friend, you need to tell me the truth. But if you don't want to become my enemy, you better say it with tact. And if you can't say it with tact, wait 24 hours. Wait 48 hours. Wait 72 hours. If you can't say it with tact, 
pray about it until God will put the spirit of tact on our tongue so we can speak the truth in love, not speak the truth in violence, not embarrassing somebody, not humiliating somebody, not rubbing somebody's face in the mud, not stuffing humble pie in somebody's face, or not as we like to say, well, it's the truth, ain't it? Well, that's some truth about you that you can't handle. If you want to tell the truth about me, honey, you better put your seatbelt on because I can tell the truth about you. And we love to tell the truth. But can you handle the truth you have dissed out to somebody else in the same way you've done it? Sometimes we ain't really trying to help somebody. We ain't trying to bless them. We ain't trying to help them move forward. We're just trying to point out fault, stuff their face in the mud because truth ought to be baptized in honey and grace. I wish I had somebody who knew the word past the Pharaoh. The Bible says Jesus was full of grace and truth. Can I preach this in here? We just don't need to be truth tellers, but we need to baptize truth in grace. If we just tell the truth, we are violent and mean and rude and nasty, but you got to baptize truth with grace. If we're just grace, we just pushovers and softies, amen, but you got to baptize truth and grace and become tactful truth tellers and receive the truth that's baptized with tact lest we fall out. Uh, let me see if I can make it plain. Y'all got time for me this morning. I'm going to praise you in public. Amen, somebody. Uh, but I'm going to speak the truth tactfully in private. Ain't nobody saying amen. Ain't, can, can I preach this in here? Uh, I got to be a tactful truth teller. Me and you, one-on-one. -on -one. I, I, I ain't calling a family meeting. I'm not screaming from the pulpit. I'm not getting out to the church parking lot and having a scene. I'm not waiting until I got people around me who support me to embarrass you. But if we are friends, same Savior, same blood, then I'm a tactful truth teller. Sis, let me talk to you real quick. Me and you. Can, can you receive what I'm about to say? Because if you can't receive it, I'm not going to share it with you. You got on Mitch Mac's shoes today. Brother, can, can you receive what I'm about to say? Because if you can't receive it, I, I, I'll hold it. I'm not so egomaniacal that I got to share it. But if you can receive it in love, the spirit that it's given, one-on-one, -on -one, I'll share it. But if not, I'm good. You got to pull your fly up. 
part. I'm preaching to the real folk in here. You. If I'm your friend, if you're my friend, we're going to be tactful truth tellers. I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to be a tactful truth teller. But I'm going to be an enthusiastic encourager. I'm not just going to pay the price. I'm not just going to be a tactful truth teller, but I'm going to be an enthusiastic encourager. And I don't know who you are on this morning, but everybody needs encouragement. Can I preach this in here? I don't know who you are, where you're from, who you think you are. Everybody needs encouragement. And I have lived long enough, Watch Chapel, to know sometimes the difference between us fulfilling our potential and not fulfilling our potential is the presence of enthusiastic encouragers in our lives. Everybody needs somebody to come alongside them who sees their potential. Come here, Marvin Sapp, who sees the best in us. Y'all ain't talking to me. To encourage us to realize our potential, become a nine out of five, go further than we think we can. And everybody, can I preach this in here, needs enthusiastic friends as encouragers. We, we misunderstand the concept of encouragement. I don't know if we really understand what encouragement means, Deacon McMillan. Encouragement just ain't patting somebody on the back. Good job. Go, girl. Good, yeah. Encouragement is that coach that sees your potential and puts courage in you. It ain't deep, but everybody needs somebody who sees our potential and puts courage in us. Can I preach this? And good friends, can I preach this, Watch Chapel, put courage in us enthusiastically. That means I got to do it on Sunday morning. That means I may have to do it on Sunday afternoon. I may have to do it on Sunday evening. I may have to do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I may have to do it when it's inconvenient. I may have to do it when you don't feel like hearing it. I may have to do it so it gets on your nerves so you see who you are and become who God wants you to become lest I not be a good friend. Good friends are enthusiastic encouragers. Not just enthusiastic encouragers. Not just tactful truth tellers. Not just people who pay the price. But let me close the way I need to close. Good friends are cheerful celebrants. Yes, sir. I said good friends are cheerful celebrants. What gets in the way of us cheerfully celebrating one with another? If I'm your friend, Deacon Bess, I'm going to celebrate when you celebrate. 
If I'm your friend, sister, I'm going to rejoice when you rejoice. If I'm your friend, I'm going to be happy when you are happy. If I'm your friend, I'm going to rejoice when you get the job, when God opens the door, when you walk down the aisle, I'm going to celebrate with you. Let me close the way I need to close. One of the measures of friendship, can I preach this? Are the people who are there when it's time to celebrate. Y'all ain't talking too much to me this morning, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to preach myself happy in here. Hey, who's there when it's time to celebrate? Can I, I've lived long enough. Some people can come when it's time to cry. When it's time to cry, they can be there. Can I, can I preach this? But can you be there when I'm in tears and when I'm on the mountaintop? Can I preach this? Am I big enough to celebrate when you get blessed in a way I don't get blessed? Can I be there when you get something I don't have? Can I be there when you get promoted in a way I have not been promoted yet? Can I be there when your son or daughter does something my child has yet to do? Good friends are cheerful celebrants. Let me close the way I want to close. Good friends don't have hateration. Good friends ain't jealous. Good friends ain't envious. Good friends are big enough to celebrate what God is doing in your life. And if you're real, friend, you can celebrate what God does in the life of somebody else. I'm encouraging somebody right now to join Team Celebrate and be a cheerful celebrate of what God does in the life of somebody else. When God blesses them, you ought to celebrate. When another church builds a new building, you ought to celebrate. When somebody gets a job you don't have, you ought to celebrate. When somebody child does something your child has not done, you ought to celebrate. When your girlfriend walks down the aisle, you ought to celebrate. When your homeboy gets a pay raise, you ought to celebrate. When somebody does something you ain't done, you ought to celebrate. And let me help somebody right now. God, who sits high and looks low, pays attention. And if you can celebrate with them, when it ain't your time yet, if you can rejoice with them, when you don't have it yet, you're next in line for a miracle. Can I preach this? Sometimes we ain't been blessed because we're too jealous, because we're too mean, because we're too envious, got too much hateration, got too many closed fists, but I dare you to rejoice when they rejoice. Celebrate when they celebrate. Praise God when they praise God. Say hallelujah when they say hallelujah. And God pays attention. And the same time you rejoice, God was taking note. The same time you celebrated, God was taking note. And guess who's next in line? You're next in line. So go on and praise God until your blessing comes. Praise God until the door opens. Praise God until God says yes. Praise God before you get the promotion. Praise God before you graduate.
Am I big enough to celebrate my neighbor's blessing when I don't have it yet? Sometimes you just got to wait. You just got to wait. God got it for you. God hadn't forgot about you. God knows where you live. God knows your address. God knows your house. God knows your neighborhood. But as long as we are tonightchy, small-minded, petty, envious, he ain't ready yet. They ain't ready yet. She ain't ready yet. God got to work on your heart to bless you. Go on, talk, Pastor. God got to work on your heart to bless you. And sometimes the measure is, can I celebrate with them? Y'all know how we do. I got more than her. How she get it? I mean, she cute and all, but I mean, she all right. I mean, but she don't have what I got. She got him. Huh. Hi, he. They don't know what I know about him. That ain't your business. You celebrate and trust God. Stand to your feet, church, if you're able. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm your friend. Look on the other side. Say, I'm your friend. Say it like you mean it. I'm your. Look, look behind you. Say, I'm your friend. There may be somebody this morning, my sister, my brother, you're not saved, you don't have a church home. You need to be a part of a church that believes in friendship. You need a savior who understood what it meant to be a friend. If I'm talking to you this morning, my sister, my brother, I want you to come down the aisle now. Accept Jesus as your savior, your Lord. You need a church home today. I want you to come now to unite with Watch Chapel, my sister, my brother. Today's the day for you not to go through life as a loner, as a lone wolf, but join a family of friends. If you're not saved, come on down, my sister. Come on, my brother. If you don't have a church home, come on down right now from wherever you are. Today's the day for you to accept Jesus as your Savior. Accept Jesus as your Lord. Today's the day for you to unite with Watch Chapel, a church that affirms and believes in friendship. There's nothing like a good friend. Nothing worse than a frenemy. Say it, Pastor. Is there one, my sister, my brother, you're here today? You're present in worship. You need a church home. You're not saved, but you want to unite with Watch Chapel. Come on, my sister. Come on, my brother. I want to acknowledge the presence of Michael and Eva Oakley, who are back from Rwanda. <laughs> Hallelujah. God brought them back safe. Amen. Is there one this morning, my sister, my brother, you're here?
You're virtual, you're watching virtually. You want to unite with Watch Chapel, you can go to the Contact Us tab. It says become a member. We want you to become a member of Watch Chapel on this Lord's Day morning. Lord, touch somebody's heart, mind, spirit who needs a church home. Draw this brother, this sister who need this family, who needs a church home. Lord, make us a community of friends. Brothers and sisters in Christ who love you, who love one another, who can tactfully tell the truth, who can enthusiastically encourage, who can cheerfully celebrate what you're doing in the life of somebody else. Touch now in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there one this morning, my sister, my brother? Unite with Watch Chapel, accept Jesus as your Savior. Here's one coming right now. Amen. God bless you. Have a seat right here. Amen. God bless you. Hey, Watch Chapel, Sister Barty just helped me. Ask your neighbor to your right or to your left. Do you want to join the church today? Do you want to accept Jesus today? Tell him I'll walk with you. I'll walk. Be an evangelist. Somebody coming right now? Somebody else coming? Okay, I ain't going to. Y'all thought I was going to call somebody out and say, Sis, you with the pretty hat. Come on now. <laughs> Maybe somebody else. The Holy Spirit is touching your heart right now. Ask your neighbor in front of you or behind you. Amen. You want to accept Jesus today? You want to join the church? Amen. Amen. Be seated, Watch Chapel. Amen. Watch Chapel, we want to introduce Sister Christy Shaw, who comes to Watch Chapel on her Christian experience. Let's give the Lord a hand, praise. We're glad that you've made this decision, sis. We have a new disciples orientation fellowship that we want you to complete that will introduce you to who we are, what we expect from you, what you will receive as a member of Watch Chapel. Upon your completion of those for those new disciple fellowship classes, You'll receive the right hand of fellowship. You'll be entitled to all privileges and responsibilities of Christian discipleship here at Watch Chapel. We have something to give you. One, two, three. We love you. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. You can follow Sister Rhonda. Go get everything you need. Amen. Watch Chapel once again. Oh, we got a video. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. You allowed love and light to invade the darkness, and heaven came to earth. 
Sponsorship is such a beautiful program, but it has always been in the hands of the sponsor. The decision and the choice has always been in the sponsor choosing the child and said, no, we're going to put the choice into the hands of a child. This is what the gospel looks like. You put the motion of choice into the hands of a child. You lived out the power of the gospel of God as you put the empowerment and the choice into the hands of a child. I can never forget those beautiful eyes going over right and left, looking for people they wanted as their friend. Chosen is truly amazing ministry. Coming not as the one who's going to save them, but as the one who's going to learn from them and to serve them. And my prayer is that your heart is stirred by God today to step into a relationship with a child. And that relationship changes everything. Watch Chapel for your participation. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. So when we're about to announce the benediction, I'm going to be in the front shaking hands today. Let the chosen team help you find your person. Amen? Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Come on, choir. Follow the direction of our ushers. Let the team help you find your chosen envelope. Amen. Thank you, Watch Chapel. Isn't it good to have Jesus as our friend? Isn't it good to have a whole congregation of friends? Come on, won't you help me praise God today for that? Just help us sing this song. Father, I love you, and I thank you for all you've done and who you are. Hallelujah. I really love you. I really love you. You first love me. I really love you. Yes, I do. I really love you, Jesus. I really love you. Because you first love me. I really love you. Yes, I do. Come on, help me sing.
just love me.